You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Arrakis, Dune, Desert Planet. Raise your banner above the vast wasteland before you as the great houses of the Lancerat marshal their forces and their spies. Whom will you influence and whom will you betray? A tyrannical empire? The secretive Bene Gesserit? The shrewd Spicing Guild? The furious Fremen of the Deep Desert? The power of the Imperium is yours, but war is not the only way to claim it. Dune Imperium blends a deck-building and worker placement in a deeply thematic new strategy game where the fate of the Empire hangs in your decisions. Will you seek political allies or rely upon military might, economic strength or subtle intrigues, a council seat or a sharpened blade? The cards are dealt. The choice is yours. The Imperium awaits. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum. This is Justin and today I'm talking to you about Dune Imperium. This is a new game put out by Direwolf Studios. It is designed by Paul Dennett plays one to four players, 60 to 120 minutes, ages 14 and up. MSRP is $50 US. And is tied to the upcoming film from Legendary Studios, Dune. Dune Imperium is a hybrid game between a worker placement game and a deck building game. My first impressions are fantastic because the game itself has beautiful classic sci-fi Dune looking art. All of the cards invoke very much what it is trying to evoke whether it's a uh, particular Benny Jesserit or whether it is the Spicing Guild. Everything in there bleeds theme. One odd first impression I have is the board is actually smaller than the box, so it does come with some foam bumpers. Not only that, but combined with a cardstock page that is the size of the box, separates the component buckets versus where the board sits. I think the insert could have been a little bit more thought out maybe just increase the board size to the size of the box even though there isn't much wasted space on the board it would make it for a better fit components and pieces are very nice they are wooden meeples uh, very much like any standard worker placement game the rule book is separated into a couple pieces the first is the main rule book with all the rules and on the back glossary of imagery then there is a one page sheet that is the solo slash two player variant rules are how you use the house hoggle cards and then there's one sheet that is just a card reference the individual sheets are a little on the flimsy side but they are full-size box i have a feeling over time they will wear down a little bit Uh, the cards themselves are standard playing card size as well as american mini cards Uh, all the tokens are very nice wooden pieces no real complaints there and then your player boards for the ver- for various people who you control are also very nice there. Any cardboard that is punched, whether it be your allegiance tokens or the first player marker, are nice heavy heavy cardboard. So overall, very impressed with most of the box and the components. So my first thoughts, uh, I approach this game as worker placement game that had deck building mechanics. Uh, having played several times now and seeing the game flow. I almost want to reverse that. I feel the deck building is the primary mechanic featuring worker placement as uh, as a secondary mechanic. And the reason for that is your deck construction and your deck building uh, cards that you add to your deck are what's really dictating where and what you can do with your workers each round. It's a good blend of both, don't get me wrong there. However, 
if I had to say there was a primary mechanic, I think deck building is where you need to focus on uh, when you play versus worker placement, which is why I did the first couple games. Other than that, setup is relatively quick, relatively simple. The decks are pretty much laid out. There is a little bit of, I would suggest, having separate cards set aside for the 10 card starting deck for each player. Um, but ultimately, it's really quick to get going once you know what the pieces are. I do appreciate one factor that in the core rulebook, if you're not a fan of Dune and you don't necessarily know the lore, there is a one page what everything is when it talks to what's the Spacing Guild, what's who are the Bene Gesserit, who are the Fremen, uh, and what the heck is a Menet. Not knowing anything and knowing these names and these components in there, you're not completely lost. It doesn't necessarily dive into what is a House Atreides versus a House Harkonnen. So things this game does well. I feel it does really well blending two major mechanics together with the deck building and the worker placement. They kind of coexist in such a way where what you do with your workers will help you dictate what you can do with your deck building and vice versa, except for, I feel, like I said, the deck building is a little bit more what is dictating most of your gameplay. So the object of the game, you're trying to get the most victory points or score by the end, either the first to 10, then the game ends, or by the end of the conflict deck, which is built a little randomly at the beginning of the game. I think it's really neat in that sense is there's kind of just a, there's only so many rounds or the first player to 10. So if someone runs away with the game or it's more cutthroat, you actually have a faster time of playing. They also include a solo uh, variant and two-player variant. This is up to a four-player game. So interesting thing is it's always a three-player game. There is an AI deck um, that is used to dictate what uh, factions are doing on their turns with their workers. It's relatively easy to learn, which is nice. And you can actually even use it in a three-player game to add a fourth player. So it's always a way to a add an AI slot. The only downside, I would say, is in a one-player game, you're running against two AIs. And in a two-player game, you have to use a third AI. And that kind of keeps, unfortunately, the combat or second phase of the, the round in balance with itself. Overall, I believe it does. it has some fun aspects with your cards in your hand have to be played down and that is where there's a mark on the card where it tells you what your work where your worker can go when you play that card and also with that card if there's any sort of additional bonus for using it that turn now once you've played all your workers or if you decide you're done placing workers you do a reveal which is where most deck builders kind of come in or you usually play most of your hand so you reveal any leftover cards in your hand and you get bonuses on that most of the time that's some extra combat power bonuses primarily it's mostly your ability to buy additional cards for your deck which then get put into your discard and then reshuffled when you cycle through your deck much like most deck builder games so it keeps a lot of the core mechanics of both worker placement and deck building and i i definitely enjoy it for that i think it has a unique space that it sits in between both so nicely i'm there are games i want to play that are pure deck builders and games I want to play that are pure worker placement that'll be fine forever with me and then together if I want something a little bit different or use both mechanics Dune Imperium kind of knocks it out of the park with that. Some of the things I found were opportunities with Dune Imperium is as you move and you get your influence with the four different factions whether it be Spicing Guild or the Fremen or the Bene Gesserit 
moving up kind of an influence track and you're getting at a certain point you gain a bonus at a certain point you gain uh, victory points off of them which are good they are probably the more powerful spaces on the board but also you have to have the right cards in your hand in order to put a worker in there so it's very beneficial in that sense the ai seems to pull that off a lot more frequently than you typically can so it would be kind of a challenge when i was testing this as a first uh, one player game the combat makes a little sense in the fiction of dune the mechanics in the game are a little odd with solo play multiplayer it's a little bit nicer because you can kind of see what people are doing it's probably the most complex part of the game is when you can put your forces out into the combat area when they're staying in your garrison and when you get to move them around not necessarily a terrible thing but that's probably where i would say little extra complex just for sake of theme the other thing that i found that was interesting is there are very uses for solari which is the imperium coin spice and definitely water as water is one of the scarcest resources on arrakis but at a certain point spice while good isn't necessarily the end-all be-all which is why we're fighting over dune so i felt that was a little odd uh, water was definitely more powerful i felt but also harder to get which makes sense on dune and then Solari, which after most of my mid-game, didn't really seem to matter as much. Nice resources that you're getting from the worker placement aspect, and they're used in some spaces, but not all spaces, and you don't need all the resources all the time. So it was one of those, I see where the design was coming from, but I'm not exactly sure if it made it all the way across the finish line in my mind. I don't think it's a terrible takeaway, but it really points out that getting your deck built right so that you can get your victory points based on your influence in the different areas and or winning combat when victory points come up in your combat, that's where you win or lose the game. Dune Imperium is a game I would definitely recommend for people who are interested in worker placement or deck building games or are looking for definitely a hybrid between the two. If you want a medium, low to medium weight game and you want something that is, or are just excited for the Dune movie coming up, it's definitely something to check out. Uh, I think it works okay as a solo game and it hits this weird mark of I kind of wish it had more player count rather than... A solo variant i don't mind the solo variant i just don't know how often i'm going to be pulling this particular game out to play as a solo game now that i've played it a bunch if you're looking for a deeper game that does worker placement better or does deck building better i would probably say look at other games this does a beautiful hybrid of the two but it doesn't blow either mechanic out of the park in such a way where this is like the pinnacle of that type of game. It's a blend of the two, which unfortunately I think waters down both mechanics a little bit in order to get them to work together. Uh, not necessarily an oil versus water situation. I think there is a good blend in here. I think I can think of better examples for both a worker placement game and better examples of deck build games that are out there. Overall, Dune Imperium is a fun game. It can run a little bit on the long side for what I feel it should feel like. It ramps up a little slow and then the end kind of comes abruptly depending on what you're playing with. It retails for $50 and there is a deluxe expansion coming which will swap out the wooden pieces and, and cardboard tokens for miniatures and kind of upgraded components which is going to be $55. 
I think the game is good at the $50 mark. Right on the nose, I think, with the price point. If it came with the deluxe pieces already included, I could see it going up a little bit. I don't know if the deluxe pieces are going to be worth another $55, bringing it to a $105 game. Your mileage may vary on that. I just don't know if those components are worth the cost of the game all over again in that sense. If the board was full size compared to the box, I think I'd be a little bit happier with that. Other than that, the wooden tokens and meeples are just fine. I don't know if this is a game I would need to necessarily upgrade myself because as a worker placement game, it gets the job done. So $50, I think, is an appropriate cost for what you get out of the game and out of the box. Keep in mind that it does have that solo variant and that even if you're playing solo or two players, there will be three factions claiming spaces on the board no matter what. That all being said, Dune Imperium is a game that if you're interested in the Dune franchise, you should definitely take a look at it. That sums up our thoughts on Dune Imperium at Tabletop Arcanum. Thank you for listening. You can find us on the socials of Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're also on Twitch and YouTube if you find us there. Make sure you hit those like, comment, subscribe, and follow buttons. Leave a review, leave a comment, whatever you like when you go visit us. As always, thanks for listening, and happy gaming. You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you.